The UC Wellbeing Channel, your portal to a balanced body and mind. Continue your journey at uctv.tv slash wellbeing. Do the different states of consciousness that you talked about correspond in any way to different stages of the life cycle? And could that relate in some sense to um, maybe different ways of perceiving the world um, by people in different stages of the life, life cycle? I'm thinking from infants all the way to elders. Stages of consciousness are not comprehensible to, um, to a, a child. So even the pre-egoic stage of a child, the child may actually be looking at the whole uh, world as an extension of itself. Okay, it has no intellectual understanding of me and other. Then, of course, we come along and we say, that's a tree and that's a cloud. You're a human being. This is your name. This is your religion. And this is your nationality. And then you're screwed for the rest of your life. You're <laughs> defending an identity that you had nothing to do with. But, you know, you, you start then developing that identity. So, but at the same time, a pre-egoic stage is, uh, is not a highly uh, aware stage. You know, I, I, I don't know what it feels like to be an infant, but infants are, unless they're wet or unless they're hungry, they're pretty joyful. And that's supposed to be fundamental awareness is just that, awareness, joy, and, and exhilaration. And then it's covered up with all the assumed identities we have, but these stages of consciousness that I spoke about, they're stages of spiritual development that come through a desire to, first of all, know your true identity, and through regular spiritual practice. So the spiritual practice is four types of yoga. The first yoga is reflection, contemplative self-inquiry, what we call mindfulness, transcendence, even mantra practice, breath awareness, awareness of body space, mental space, etc. But then the second yoga is the yoga of love and compassion. And because through love, compassion, we get to see the other as a mirror of oneself. And then the third yoga is uh, the intellectual understanding of consciousness. It's uh, supposed to be a very kind of treacherous path because you know, the more you understand, the more confused you become about what existence is. And the fourth is called karma yoga, which means that your actions are not motivated for personal gain, but you are doing it as the evolutionary impulse of the universe. And that's very traditional yogic practice of which the physical yoga allows you to settle into the body and, and have you access the mind-body as a unit. And those stages of consciousness are very well defined, by the way, in terms of what happens in each state of consciousness to not only biology, but to perception, to cognition, to emotions, to relationships, to social interactions, because each state of consciousness creates its own reality. It's very elaborate, very well studied, subjectively. Uh, only now we have, you know, one of the projects I want to do is, and Paul introduced me to um, 
Paul, you introduced me to uh, the neuroscientist here uh, who yeah, does math. Yeah, so what we want to do is with these practices look at which parts of the brain get activated because, you know, they're very specific parts to every simple insight. You know, I mean, we don't realize that every, every single intention that you have actually has a neural correlate. I mean, if I move my arm like this, all I had is a subtle intention. Okay, or an acrobat is doing amazing things because they've trained it, but all they have is a subtle intention. So with these practices, we should be able to actually map the brain very specifically to see this is what happens in uh, stages of unfoldment or spiritual development, um, which we were never able to do before. That's what we want to discuss. To actually uh, look at the enlightened brain on an MRI.